Hello everyone and welcome to the PJB Sports Pod. Hello and welcome back into the show. Um, as you may have heard on other ones, I'm on vacation this week, so I'm recording these two college football weeks um, ahead of time, as in like week seven just happened yesterday, uh, so it's the Sunday after, uh, leaving the today, not coming back until next Monday after next week, and won't have time to record next week's episode either, so I picked the AP Top 25 teams from last week's rankings and some other big games that were happening throughout the week that I felt were worth just mentioning or having a little bit of a breakdown um, on this one just to get it out rather than have nothing for the next two weeks. So, excuse me, no time for a week seven upset recap or even to break into the new top 25 already mentioned gone this week won't have time to put the next episode together so going over the current ap top 25 teams other games i see notable or big typical format for the show with a little bit less of the deep diving and more of a synopsis in my initial thoughts for each matchup so week eight this coming week thursday october 19th we have james madison at marshall this is a matchup of two of the best teams in the Sun Belt going head-to-head. A must-see matchup for anyone that is a fan of the group of five conferences more so than the Power Five. Next Saturday, uh, the big slate on October 21st. Number two, Michigan going across to East Lansing to take on Sparty at Michigan State. In-state rivalry game here. This one tends to provide good memes or good moments, even if the game itself doesn't have much hype to it. Have the bobbled punt from Michigan that led to the upset by Sparty one year, uh, the Kenneth Walker game another year, things like that. Always something to watch out for in that one. Then we have the big one for the week, number six Penn State at number three Ohio State. The biggest game in the Big Ten so far this season. If Penn State wins, they state their intentions of challenging Michigan for the Big Ten West. If Ohio State wins, they show they're prepared to win against the biggest and best competition on offer. Number 17, Duke going to Tallahassee to take on number four, Florida State. With Duke without, or sorry, with Duke still without quarterback Riley Leonard, the matchup loses a bit of the luster, but there's still plenty to be excited about with an ACC conference matchup. Um, yeah, about all I got on that game. UCF at number five, Oklahoma. Now a Big 12 matchup. Oklahoma needs to keep up the pace to ensure they at worst make it to the conference title game with hopes of making the college football playoff winning this quintessential to making sure they get to the Big 12 championship game. Arizona State traveling to Seattle, taking on number 17 Washington Huskies. Got ahead of myself there. Washington tends to have trouble playing teams in the desert of Arizona, but being in Seattle, this should be much easier to take care of business and move on uh, in this game for the Huskies. Number 19, Washington State at number 8, Oregon. A sneaky good matchup here. Oregon probably holds a massive advantage in the home field at Autzen Stadium. Washington State has the explosive offense, but Oregon has a relatively lockdown defense. Not sure how good the final score will make the game look, but I think watching it will be a spectacle. Number 9, Texas at Houston. Uh, Houston has waited years for this game after being kept out of the Big 12 by Texas for years and seeing hometown kids leave for Austin to go play for the Longhorns. The Cougars get one chance at the Longhorns before they bolt for the SEC. I think they're going to do their best to take advantage of it. If the spread's big in that one, I would take the Cougs. Number 16, Utah at number 10, USC. Caleb Williams 
coming off the loss to Notre Dame. Um, he is 0-2 against Utah, losing in Salt Lake City in the regular season last year and then in Vegas for the conference title. Cam Rising may be back by now. I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen this week, but this is likely the Super Bowl for USC regardless of what happens the rest of the season. If they can get past Utah and avenge their losses last season, I'm sure they're going to feel vindicated and um, better regardless of what happens the rest of the year. Number 19, Tennessee, going to Tuscaloosa, taking on number 11, Alabama. One of the upsets of the season last year, Tennessee now traveling to Tuscaloosa, taking on a much worse Crimson Tide team, although the quarterback position is a downgrade for the Vols from last season, so not exactly sure how much of uh, of a difference that's going to make when the team for Alabama doesn't seem as good as a whole, but Tennessee's quarterback, the most important position, not nearly as good as it was last season. Virginia traveling to Chapel Hill to take on number 12, North Carolina. Do I really have to break this one down? Virginia is probably one of the worst teams in Power 5 football, if not the worst. I'm thinking Stanford's probably better. Uh, North Carolina, one of the best teams with a sleeper chance of winning the conference, going to the college football playoff if they go undefeated. Drake May is probably the second or first overall pick in this year's NFL draft. I don't think this game's even worth mentioning, but I had to because it's an AP Top 25 game. Number 13, Ole Miss at Auburn. Hugh Strip Club Freeze has his revenge spot here going back, uh, well, not going back to Oxford, but going back to take on the Rebels of Ole Miss. Look for Auburn to pull out all of the stops to try and upset Ole Miss on the plains in Auburn. Number 18, UCLA going to Stanford, taking on the Cardinal. If the Bruins fall asleep in the woods... Will they still be the Cardinal? UCLA has probably the best defense in the Pac-12 as of right now. Stanford uh, upsetting Colorado last week. I don't really know that there's much momentum to be taken from that. Um, for Stanford, when they're immediately going to play one of the best teams in conference, even if it is at home, I think UCLA rolls there. Number 22, LSU is hosting Army, the Black Knights. Um... Maybe they're just the Army Knights. Not really sure now that I've said that out loud. Whoopsie-daisy. This shouldn't be much of a game as Army just wants to run the ball and LSU's weakness on defense is the passing game. Army is passing more nowadays than they used to, but I don't think they have the athletes, the vertical threats to actually challenge LSU, so I think LSU wins that game relatively easily. Clemson at number 25, Miami. It's a sneaky upset spot for Clemson, if you'd like to call it that. Uh, Miami being higher ranked, higher up in the conference right now would be considered an upset. It's one of the few teams that can match up to Miami's size in the trenches as well. Even if they're not as good as they have been in years past, Clemson still is always going to have the size, at least on the defensive line. And then one of the other, the two matchups that I thought were worth mentioning, even though they're not ranked teams, Minnesota at Iowa. The alt line under for the total points here is the move. Iowa lost their starting quarterback, Cade McNamara, um, two weeks ago. Quarterback, I think his name's Deacon Hill or Deacon Smith. I believe it's Deacon Hill. Um, throws some helicopter blade passes and not spirals. Uh, both teams have strong defenses. I think the winner is likely to only score 14 to 17 points tops, and that's being nice. Pretty sure Iowa just beat Wisconsin last night 15 to 8 or something like 15 to 6, maybe something like that. So look for that kind of score again at Minnesota. And then we got TCU at Kansas State. This is a rematch of last season's Big 12 championship game. TCU looks like a mess this season, while Kansas State has hit some stumbling blocks in their season of defending the crown. 
one of these teams is going to get a nice in-conference win, boost their standing in the conference, and probably help pave the way to a third or fourth place finish in the Big 12, barring a collapse from Oklahoma or Texas. Now we will move on to Week 9 slate. The week I'm going to be literally going to be getting back the day of this first game, uh, Tuesday, October 24th. Liberty at Western Kentucky. Uh, Liberty head coach Jamie Chadwell has come in and had Liberty firing firing on all cylinders. Can he keep the team together, or do they get torn apart by this wild Western Kentucky offense that just puts up video game numbers? That'll be the key to the game. Obviously, if he can keep them in, their offense has been potent enough to win. As long as their defense can play to their you know high standards, Western Kentucky probably gets beat at home here. Wednesday, October 25th, Jacksonville State at the airport, Florida International. Airport taking on Jacksonville, Alabama. That is not in state like the many people they many people <laughs> would assume looking at this on paper. Uh, but yeah, Jacksonville State's looked good in their first season as an FBS program. Florida International's looked good and bad back and forth. It seems like every other game. That one's one that I think is worth mentioning as well. Thursday, October twenty-sixth, Georgia State at Georgia Southern. Who can be the second best team in Georgia behind Georgia Tech? I'll let you laugh for a second and move on before I talk about the Saturday slate on October 28th because we start with number one ranked Georgia going to uh, Florida, uh, world's largest cocktail party here. Georgia may dominate this game from start to finish, or we could have a rivalry game where Florida manages to somehow keep it close. I'm not really sure which is going to happen, but I'd like to think that Georgia can handle business here. Number three, Ohio State at Wisconsin. This could either be Ohio State bouncing back from a loss to Penn State or a chance for Wisconsin to upset a top three team in the country at home. Only time will tell. It will depend on what last week had to say, obviously. But then we got number four, Florida State at Wake Forest. Florida State should take the win here and easily, but the second I say that, they'll be in a close game down to the wire or just flat out get upset. Wake Forest doesn't exactly have the athletes at receiver and Sam Hartman being gone for the offense to be uh, high-flying, high-scoring, but still relatively decent as a team. Number 5, Oklahoma traveling to Lawrence, taking on number 23, Kansas. This should be an absolute firecracker of a game. Both offenses are going to put points up in this one, likely one where the team with the ball last is the winner of the game. Indiana going to State College, taking on number 6, Penn State. Penn State, the same as Ohio State, could be coming off the biggest win in years for this program or a loss that leaves them needing a big bounce-back game. Either way, wouldn't like my chances if I'm Indiana. Number 7, Washington. Uh, traveling to Stanford to take on the Cardinal. Washington should roll here just like, or just with the offense being on the field, never mind, you know, the rest of the team. Um, Stanford likely doesn't have the athletes to defend, regardless of how the defense for the Huskies plays. Number eight, Oregon traveling to Salt Lake City to take on number 16, Utah. This game likely decides one half of the conference championship game. Utah hasn't lost in Rice Eccles in years but Oregon looks more solid and consistent on both sides of the ball than Utah has all year. That one will be interesting. Then we got BYU traveling to Austin to take on number 9, Texas. It's a conference game, the first and only time BYU will face the Longhorns as a conference opponent. Uh, I, I just like BYU much more at home at night than I do on the road in what I assume will be a day game, but 
they're probably the only team that can match Texas's physicality. I still think Texas rolls with that offense, though. Number 10, USC at Cal. It's a sleepy spot for USC. Cal likes to get in some like rock fights, low-scoring affairs. But they also showed against Oregon State earlier this season that they can put points up in bunches as well. So that one could be a very interesting matchup if USC decides not to play defense. Number 12, North Carolina at Georgia Tech. Don't sleep on this game. Georgia Tech won in Chapel Hill last season, and they look like a much better team this season. And North Carolina has to go down to Atlanta to take them on this season. Vanderbilt at number 13, Ole Miss. The Rebels will probably view this as a tune-up game, maybe even a bounce-back game if they lost to Auburn last week. Either way, I don't see Vandy putting up much resistance in this one. I think the Rebels roll. Number 17, Duke, going to number 14, Louisville. Maybe quarterback Riley Leonard is back by now. I'm not entirely sure, but I think playing in Louisville in a conference game is going to be a hard one to overcome, and I think the Cardinals, with how they've been playing this season, how the home crowd has been getting raucous behind the comeback of head coach Jeff Brom, their hometown boy, I think they'll find a way to win this one. Number 15, Oregon State traveling to Tempe, or Tucson, excuse me, Tempe's Arizona State, Tucson to take on Arizona, the Wildcats. Oregon State looks solid on both sides of the ball. Arizona has looked better after benching Jaden Delora from quarterback, and this game is being played in the desert. This might be an upset alert or an upset watch for the Beavers. Colorado at number 18, UCLA. Dion's got LA and really the rest of the country watching for this one. UCLA, like I mentioned earlier, has one of the best defenses in the Pac-12. Does Colorado struggle or can they make this one a shootout more so than a defensive uh, struggle, rock fight kind of game? Number 19, Tennessee going to Lexington, taking on number 24, Kentucky. It's a rivalry game where both quarterbacks could struggle to hit 60% or more of their passing attempts. Defense will likely reign supreme here. Kentucky's secondary is not strong, so the deep shots for Tennessee likely going to be open. Joe Milton also still has to hit the receivers, though, something that Kentucky quarterback Devin Leary also has problems with. Uh, Number 19, Washington State at Arizona State. It's another desert game for a Northwest team. Washington State should win this one, but again, desert game, nothing else needs to be said. Who knows? Pitt at number 21, Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish. This is an ugly one on paper. Pat Narduzzi and his train wreck of a team. The Pitt Panthers playing one of the more physical teams in the country in South Bend. I think it's either a close and low scoring game or Notre Dame blows Pitt out. I don't really see Pitt winning this one at all though. Virginia at number 25 Miami. It's another one where do I really need to give any sort of breakdown? Miami is going to pummel and physically dominate Virginia in every phase of the game shouldn't even be close and if it is that's an indictment on Miami more so than uh, props to Virginia then the three games that I thought worth mentioning this week uh, Clemson at NC State NC State hasn't been anything special this season but the defensive line could be something that gives Clemson fits if they don't play to their full potential and take NC State serious especially when you're playing at NC State Old Dominion at James Madison An in-state rivalry so big that both schools sell tickets, especially for these games, separate from all others. Even when one team is significantly better than the other, both teams look forward to playing this matchup for sure. Air Force at Colorado State. It's another in-state rivalry. It's a conference game, and it's the makings of being a game of the year for the Mountain West Conference at the very least. 
that's all I've got as for the AP Top 25 rankings from last week before any upsets occurred. Um, so yeah, no best bets as the lines aren't all posted and the numbers will only have changed drastically between now and when these previews are going to be relevant. Uh, I'll be back firing the Week 10 preview episode once I return from vacation. Don't you worry, already got the doc ready just to fill out. So can't wait for that. Hopefully you enjoyed. Hopefully the slates live up to it. And I'll talk to you for Week 10 when I get back. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.